Hello, beautiful people. So excited to be back with you this week. This is season two, episode five of the Secrets of a Conflict Coach podcast. And as always, I'm Hannah, your conflict coach. We are officially over halfway through this season. I have nine episodes planned. And like I said, this is episode five. So we are really working our way through. And if you've made it this far with me this season, I truly, truly appreciate it. I'm so proud of what I've produced this season and what I've put out for you guys. And I hope that you love it too. I hope that it's helpful. I hope that it helps you shift your mindset or at least consider shifting your mindset. I hope that you feel like you're really gaining value here. That said, if you've made it this far, you know that this season we've really been working our way one by one through my five tips for reducing conflict in your life. We've talked about managing your expectations of yourself and other people. We've talked about setting healthy boundaries and the difference between healthy and unhealthy boundaries and what that means. We've talked about the importance of naming and understanding and processing your emotions as they come. And the reason those three things are so, so important is because they work together to help build a foundation of emotional intelligence that can then help you practice the art and the balance of responding versus reacting when you're in those emotionally charged situations. And the difference between reacting and responding mentally is subtle. But relationally, it's such a huge, huge difference and it can really save and or salvage some already damaged relationships. But the reason I say it's a balance and an art is because it's not as easy as it sounds like it would be. If you don't have the ability to recognize and understand your emotions as they come, and if you don't have the ability to separate what someone else is doing from what you would expect them to do, if you don't have the ability to set a healthy boundary if something's affecting your life negatively, then you're not going to have the practices in place that allow you to process situations in a way that's responsive instead of reactive. And as much as I preach on reacting versus responding, it is a more recent addition to the discussion and research in relational psychology. So a lot of people still use the terms interchangeably, and it can sometimes be difficult to differentiate in real time. But the easiest way to remember and recognize that difference between reacting and responding is to consider how those differences apply in everyday life. So when we think about the things we encounter regularly that use the term react or reactive reaction, we think of things like reacting to posts on social media. We think of things like a reaction video, people giving their real, raw reaction to something that they're seeing for what is supposedly the first time. We think of the phrase knee-jerk reaction or even allergic reactions. That's your body's immediate unfiltered response to whatever it is that it's trying to figure out or defend against. All the way down to how we say overreact or overreaction. We don't say overrespond because those overreactions come from an instinct. And on the other side of that coin, if we think about how respond or responsive response 
If we think about how that's used in regular everyday context, we think about things like open response questions, real thought out, drawn out, intentional responses. Or even on social media, you have influencers doing videos titled responding to our hate comments. And those aren't reaction videos. Those are thought out, planned out responses. Even if you're talking about negotiating a deal, you'll say they responded to our offer, not they reacted to our offer, because the response takes time and thought and effort. And then there's the phrase formulating a response. It's not formulating a reaction because reactions aren't formulated. Responses are formulated. Even in a legal context, a respondent is the defendant in a case, the person who's there to give a planned, intentional explanation for whatever it is that's going on. So even just through these examples, we can see how the difference often lies in conscious intention. A reaction is more instinctual. It's immediate. If you're reacting, your mindset is one of opposition. It's competitive. It's argument-centered. Reactions are usually threatening or defensive. You're either on offense or defense because it's a fight mentality. It's fear-based. There's a significant lack of emotional regulation, and that makes reactions and reacting more disempowering. Even though it might feel like a power grab, it can cause guilt or shame. And reactions tend to damage relationships because of that fight mentality, that me-versus-you mentality. And if you're reacting, if you're in a reactive state, you're likely not doing a lot of really intentional listening. And there's a difference between hearing and listening. But on the other hand, we can see that responding is intentional. There's some sort of mental pause, whether that's a pause for 10 seconds to gather your thoughts, or it's a pause for a week to really figure out how you feel. Regardless, there's some sort of mental pause, and that pause is communicated to the other people involved in some way, so that everyone's on the same page about where you're at in the resolution process. Responses are teamwork-centered. It's not me versus you. It's us versus the conflict. It's collaborative. It feels safe and secure, even if there's discomfort. Because it's okay if conflict is uncomfortable, but the relationship should still feel safe and secure. Responses are love-based or at the very least, their understanding and respect-based. It creates trust because it shows emotional regulation, self-regulation. Responding empowers you because it gives you a sense of control. It grounds the conversation. People can tell when you're being real. It builds comfort and vulnerability in the relationship. And responding to somebody involves having to listen to them in the first place. There needs to be listening as well as an attempt to understand, and no invalidation. And like I said, the difference between responding and reacting is simultaneously subtle and notable. It might seem straightforward, but it takes practice to learn how to recognize those destructive reactions before they come out of you. Because they're reactions. They're instinctual. You have to be self-aware enough to be able to regulate those emotions when they come. And here's some advice for my dominators, my competitive conflict style people. A right fighter, a fight winner, 
It's not the same thing as someone who's in a happy, healthy relationship. Revenge and emotionally loaded language, sarcasm being used as manipulation, these are not part of a healthy conflict resolution process. Can they exist sometimes in a healthy relationship? Of course, we are all human. But if you're going into conversations assuming that they're fights that you can and should win, then it's impossible for you to also be a relationship builder. And for my conflict avoiders out there, remember, peace doesn't come from avoiding conflict. That's not real peace. Peace comes from avoiding destructive reactions to conflict and resolving them. And believe it or not, avoiding or ignoring a conflict, giving in to prevent the conflict from escalating, concealing your emotions, these are destructive reactions. They're passively destructive reactions, but they're still destructive reactions. Keep in mind, ignoring the problem doesn't keep it from doing any damage. When you're pretending a problem doesn't exist, it may not feel like the damage is being done because there's no communication about it. It's not being confronted. But really, it's just instead of the wound getting bigger, it just goes deeper, which is arguably worse. And before we move on from this topic, I want to say one more thing. Stop using other people's reactions to decide or validate whether or not you handled something the right way or the wrong way. The bottom line is that doing the right thing or handling something the right way does not always mean that you're going to get a good reaction. And similarly, getting a good reaction from somebody doesn't necessarily mean that you've handled something the right way. Same goes for negative reactions or handling something the wrong way. You fill in the blanks. Regardless of how well you might handle a situation, that will not automatically make the other people involved handle it well too. And you may also handle it well differently. The way that you choose to handle the conflict or the situation individually might be best for each of you individually, but that doesn't mean it's going to be compatible. How you choose to handle a conflict or an emotionally charged scenario or situation should depend on what helps you reach the resolution that is most ideal to the relationship involved. Is the issue more important or is the relationship more important or is it equal? And what does that mean for the way you communicate about the issue going forward? Is it important that you don't damage the relationship? Or is it okay if the issue gets resolved at the expense of the relationship? Sometimes that is the case. But knowing these things are more important than whatever reaction you're getting in real time, and especially more important than the reaction you think you might get when you're playing it all in your head, assuming how it's going to go. You can't control how others react or how they respond. And next week, we're going to talk about how other people's reactions and responses have more to do with them than they ever have to do with us most of the time. And I'll go into more detail on that. But just remember that just like it's not their job to decide if you're handling it the right way, it's also not your job to decide if they're handling it the right way. You can only decide whether or not you want to allow their reactions or give energy to their reactions or responses or tolerate how they choose to react or respond. Your life will change if you stop taking other people's emotions 
so personally because most of the time it's not personal. And in relationships that are important to us, it's so crucial that we remember, even if we feel like we're a stranger to their mentality or to the way that they choose to process something, that doesn't mean we're a stranger to them. Usually, it just means we have different coping mechanisms or defense mechanisms, or we were raised different ways, or we just haven't experienced the same kinds of conflict and conflict resolution in life. And all of those things, and so many more, play into how we react in emotional situations. And this is why it's so important to show grace and understanding and patience and compassion and all of those things that do require a lot of our energy but are important when we care about someone and when we're in a relationship that means a lot to us. Because at the end of the day, conflict is inevitable. But damaged relationships don't have to be. I also want to take a second to note that there are times where reacting is necessary when there are safety issues or the potential of any kind of harassment or abuse. And if you or someone you know is struggling with something like this, a highly reactive partner or a relationship that's highly reactive, note that this can be a sign of verbal or psychological abuse. The National Domestic Abuse Hotline is 800-799-SAFE, 800-799-7233. And if you aren't comfortable calling or can't, anyone can start a text conversation with the hotline by texting START, S-T-A-R-T, to 88788. As always, thank you so, so much for making me part of your week. I hope this has been valuable and helpful for you. And if it leaves you with more questions, by all means, please reach out to me. I love hearing from you guys, even if it's just a comment or a criticism or if it's a question. If you really didn't understand something the way I explained it, I would love to try to explain it differently for you. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. That is a huge part of my job. And it's really hard to tailor a podcast to everybody at the same time. So if something I'm saying isn't making sense or it's not clicking, ask me. Ask me about it. I would love to have a conversation with you about that. I will make sure that my social medias and my link tree are in the description of wherever you're listening to this podcast. So just go there and there will be a way to contact me or a link to a way to contact me there if that's something you want to do. All that said, this has been episode five of season two of the Secrets of a Conflict Coach podcast. I truly hope you guys have an amazing weekend and I will talk to you next week. Bye.